Writer, director, and producer Zineb Ukash is a native of Casablanca, Morocco. Now, she has always loved films and has been inspired by many of them from a very young age. Now, she attended the Cours Laurent, a theater school in Paris, and has since curated quite the body of work as an actress, including rendition by Gavin Hood and The Wolf of Wall Street, as well as the science fiction television series Alien Dawn that aired on Nickelodeon. But we're here today to discuss Zineb's live-action short film, Interruption, which is a deeply emotional film. This incredibly thought-provoking film not only touches on abortion, but the double standards that are still present between males and females. Interruption has qualified to be considered for a 2024 Academy Award. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome writer, director, producer of Interruption, Zineb Ukash, to the show. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Right off the bat, what inspired you to create your film, Interruption, and tackle this uh, subject? So um, I watched, uh, like everyone else, uh, what happened, the overturn of Roe v. Wade uh, on June 24th, last year and I actually wrote the script back in 2019 for a friend of mine to direct the film but she didn't want to do it because she was concerned about the backlash uh, she will get back home. So when I saw the overturn of Ruby Wade I remember I was in Montreal doing another film and I just uh, felt uh, like I had to jump in and do it. Well, it, it's you know it it was it was so timely, and uh, for everyone watching and listening, uh, just kind of give us an overview of what your film is about. So it's about a journalist and an activist um, that is um, somewhere in the Middle East, in North Africa, and she is uh, challenging the power, talking about things that are not going so well in her country. Uh, she gets pregnant and she's about to uh, leave the country to go to the United States for an abortion uh, because her sister lives there, but her plans are suddenly interrupted because of the overturn of Roe v. Wade. But she's also followed by a police um, man who has the same issue. His wife is pregnant and they don't want to have another baby uh, for economic reasons. Um, so yes, that's that's the story. This, that's well, the Well, when I watched this film, and I watched it a couple of times to really understand really the emotional side. And when someone thinks about a woman getting an abortion, they automatically assume that the woman is single. But mm-hmm. like you said, in your film, there is one single woman, but then there's another woman who is married. Uh, why did you want to show both perspectives? Because I really want to bring a human story to this political issue. And I try to make a film with no judgment and just to bring more heart um, to this political issue and a human story to just make, because people are suffering from um, 
um, these laws, and I think um, it's it's uh, it's um, it's a choice that that a man and a woman should have, or a man or a woman should have with her doctor. I just didn't want, um, yeah. What well, what I loved about the film is that it touched very lightly on the political side mm -hmm. and heavily focused on the emotional side. When people watch the news media and when this subject was prevalent, I mean, just weekly prior to Roe versus Wade, it always had a very political overtone on people choosing sides, if they're pro-life, if they're pro-choice. What I loved about your film is that you brought the emotional side to the story to to really bring that human element to help us help all all people to understand that beyond the political side of this issue there is a very strong emotional toll on the other side and I love the way that you brought in the element of a single woman and a married woman which I would have never even thought about that element, but you did. But then you added the element of the man and the husband. And the man is not only a husband in this case, he is also a law enforcement official. Why did you add that element? Uh, because I, I, I was inspired from a lot of stories that I've heard, um, that I've seen also, um, from where I come from, uh, there is this abortion is, is illegal and it's also taboo. Um, I'm from Morocco. I grew up um, in Casablanca. Um, and I just wanted to have a, have, a, have a policeman who does apply the law, who does, conf um, he, he's, he's a law enforcement, what happened when he has that issue, when he has an unwanted pregnancy, and then now what? What is he going to do? Is he going to apply the law, which he did his whole career, his whole life? Is he going to apply that law in his personal uh, situation with his wife? Or is he going to be an outlaw? And I really wanted to push the boundaries here and, and just ask have the public and the audience ask questions because these things happen. Like it can happen to not just a normal person, but also to a policeman, to a lawyer, a judge. These things happen. So what do you do? Exactly. And um, how for you, how did you explore the emotional toll on the man when a possible abortion is part of the discussion uh, in this case, between a husband and wife. So um, I, like I said, I grew up in Morocco. I know the culture. <clears throat> I know how man approaches this kind of subject. It's always whispered. Just the word of abortion is whispered. He also says in the film, just get rid of it. Um, for it's it's uh, he doesn't wanna. He basically gives to his wife um, the choice or he tells her what to do. 
but we don't see her what she's gonna do after we don't see if she's gonna do it or not and i wanted to leave also that open um but the emotional i think everyone um knows there's a reason why i didn't want to do this film in the u.s but rather in in my in some in a culture like mine because i know better how those emotions and social codes works um i didn't want to have uh, and it's also yeah I, it, it's more powerful because roe v wade the overturn of roe v wade really impacted the, the rest of the world really yes yeah, and I'm and I'm glad you said that. Where that you did not film it in America because I think the whole tone would have been completely different. So I applaud you for not filming it here, but filming it where the laws were already in place, where abortion has always been illegal. I love the fact that the man was a a, a stern. Uh, protector of the law, but then he is faced with this decision. I also thought it was interesting, and um, not sure if you did this on purpose, but uh, both he and his wife, or especially him, it, it was more of the thought of, we can't afford another child. Mm -hmm. But then he goes to his um, superior and uh, wants to walk the dog or and then but his superior says well you know you couldn't afford a dog like this and i'm like wow he's he is wrestling with the decision of this fifth child mm -hmm. that he says that they can't afford but then his superior officer tells him that even though he wants to go walk his dog he couldn't even afford to buy the dog and i'm like hmm was that was that put in on purpose? Yes, yes. That's the little things that I can, that I know the culture and the codes. Like when a superior, uh, I I just know the social codes so well. He he's he's looked. Uh, he, the superior looks down at him. Like he he's um, in America we call them losers. <laughs> It's like you know, it's it's a big thing here, uh, but he's he's uh, he's used to he's been he's been disappointed by his job also. He's he follows this woman and um, he, there is a moment in the clinic where it's there there is a he sees her vulnerability and this is the first time for him. But for the dog, he loves animals. He loves he gives some food to the bird in a cage uh that was also on purpose <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> uh he's he loves dogs he's very close to animals and and um he does think about getting a dog for his kids but it is expensive to get a dog like that he cannot afford it yes and uh i just wanted to show the social class also through the dog through the clothes uh, without going too much, without going too, um, because it is it is a short film, so it's hard to, you know. But every element in this film had a purpose, and it had a meaning, and and I love the conversation that he had. Um, I believe it was with his wife 
as to what would happen if an abortion was done. And what I thought was interesting was that in the in that particular culture, the punishment is the same for the man. Here in America, there is no punishment for the man. Yeah. There's, for the woman, and I'm not going to say punishment, I don't want to use the word punishment in this case, but in America, there is a very strong emotional toll on the woman to make the decision that if she goes through with it, what is mm-hmm. the emotional toll afterwards? But then the man mm-hmm. is viewed here as just literally getting off scot-free. But mm-hmm. let's say in Morocco, it's it's not. The same punishment applies to both the male and the female, which mm-hmm. I'm glad you actually showed that and brought that forward. Yes, I did. And it's also the law says to also the medical crew and anyone who got involved, yes. And it's criminalized, which is important. I wanted to to, to highlight that. Um, there is jail time if something like that might happen to someone. Um, and this is in every Muslim country um, or even like I think Poland has uh, illegal abortion also. So few European countries um, also have extreme uh, abortion bans. Um, yes, um, I, I I believe yes. So I, I wanted to bring, like I said, a human story um, to the to the issue. Well, I noticed something in the very beginning of the film. And when I watched it a second time, I had to go back and just kind of pause it for a moment Mm -hmm. and grasp what the meaning was. And I think I know what it was, but I'm going to let you explain. But in the beginning of the film, the two young girls who, according to police, were not properly dressed. Uh, Mm -hmm. Was this to show that in some countries and in a way that the dress code is treated with the same harshness as if someone got an abortion or that the style of clothing could actually lead to sex outside of marriage. That, oh, I see what you mean. Uh, I think both, but I really took the law and I read what the law said. And I remember I was with the, I shot in Tunisia and I remember I was with the crew and, 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 and also from Morocco to Tunisia, it is similar culture, but there is some different, little bit of differences. But I, I took the law, I read the law, what the uh, moral law said, and it did say, which this is really not funny, but it's absolutely sad. But if a woman ha- walks on the street and flip her hair, or just a gesture that attracts the eye, that is a more we can arrest her because she is disturbing the peace of the crowd i mean i'm saying i'm paraphrasing here but a gesture so is it is it based on a that it's looked upon as a possible sexual gesture well, it says that it attracts the aisle and it might also disturb the pe- the, uh, the peace of society, of, you know, 
That's, and that's in Morocco? That was in Tunisia when wow. I read that. Yeah, but it it's similar. Like, we also have that in... in well, what, what is the punishment for that? Well, it can be a fine. It can be... Um, if someone wants to push it, I mean, there is a law. And if someone decides to really push the envelope, you can go in front of the judge and maybe the judge might, if he wants to push the, the envelope, he might say one month or six months or three months jail time or just pay a, a, a fine. But it is, that's the moral, that's what he's doing. It's a moral police, which they have in Iran and it is very extreme. And in Morocco or, I mean, I want to say North Africa and, and Middle East, um, it, the law exists. It's not reinforced as much. But if if a policeman decide if he sees two girls and he decides that they disturb the, the peace, um, he can do something. He can arrest them. He can ask for their IDs. He can do something. I remember um, when I grew up, uh, when I was in high school, I remember if you hold the hand of your boyfriend and you walk by the ocean and a policeman will arrest and ask if you're married and he will try to harass you. Yes. yes, that I remember. Well, how is the law treated towards foreigners or tourists? And let's say you have a bunch of Instagram influencers showing up and... They're flipping their hair or they're wearing bikinis or maybe their clothing is a little bit more suggestive. Um, how is that treated by the law? If it's, if it's uh, as long as they're not Moroccan, you have to be, uh, uh, I mean, you have to be citizen again. I don't want to say Morocco, but like you have to be citizen as long if you a citizen of that country, the, the law applies to you. Now, in certain countries, um, the North African countries, um, I think it's not reinforced that much, but it does exist, and it does happen sometimes. It's not like we've seen in Iran, for example. So, in, so for some countries, there's actually a double standard. Yes, Wow. I would have never thought. Now, I have heard about the morality police, and I don't want to bring up too much about it, but I know that in uh, Iran, it's extreme mm -hmm. and very extreme towards women. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, but again, your film, uh, so was, this, was the whole film shot in Tunisia? Yes. Over how many days? Five days. Yeah. It's a beautiful storytelling. Thank you. Thank you. I shot for 48 minutes um, and now it's just 20 minutes. I wish, I, I feel like the movie needs a little more uh, minutes. No. No? I think okay. it's, I, I, no. I think it's, I think it's done perfectly. Oh. It flowed. It flows very, very well. Um, the audience can follow along. They know what's happening. 
But I was astonished on your timing because, like you said, you already had this written in 2019. Mm -hmm. And then just last year. uh, So when, all right, so Roe versus Wade was overturned June 24th. Mm -hmm. When did you uh, grab the script and I guess tweaking it uh, for what happened and from that, from June 24th, when did you start filming? Uh, I We filmed in January this year, end of January this year. When I saw the overturn of Roe v. Wade, um, I, a week later, I was, that's it. I was deciding that this is what I'm going to do. Um, so I start looking where I'm going to shoot. I start scouting probably around... Uh, October 2022 Um, and then I went to Tunisia in October and December 2022 and then January 2023 we start shooting and then I had a long period of editing I start editing in March and I just finished in August a couple of months ago my goodness and then immediately you hit the film festivals uh, not really, because I missed the whole film festival uh, season period. But I did. Um, the film is gonna be screened next week to the New York Short Film Festival, which is actually actually very lovely. Because I'm 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 a New Yorker. I'm from New York, so it's perfect. Um, and then it's now it's just doing the award season for well, the Oscar. Well, so but this film has been Oscar qualified. Yes, it did. Yes, it has. Is that a shock to you on the timeline of going from script to scouting to filming to editing? And here we are, uh, and you're already Oscar qualified. That is phenomenal. Yes, yes, it's a journey. I, I can, I can believe. I'm very happy. I can't believe it. But I'm happy for for the crew. I'm happy for everyone who worked on the film, the crew in Tunisia, the actors, um, they just, I'm so happy for them. Well, how was the casting process? It was, it was wonderful. I met, I met Mohamed, I saw, actually I saw Mohamed Gray on, on two other films and I really liked him. And I knew that that's the actor I want. So, we had few calls when I was in New York, few Zooms, few FaceTime videos. And then I met him in Tunisia and we started rehearsing and he's wonderful. And then Sabrina, the, 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 the wife who plays the wife, she's also, I met her when I was in Tunisia and uh, she's wonderful. And yeah, and every actor was, was great. And the, and the cop, the woman cop, she's amazing. I met her like a day before the shoot, and I was like, and she, she's amazing. You know, what I loved about his acting was that he didn't really have to say much. Mm-hmm. Um, his facial expression, you could al- you could basically read what he was thinking just by the look in his eyes. And that really brought... That he from from the male side, that really brought that emotion forward in this film, and uh, again, uh, Zineb, this is a it's a beautiful film, it's a powerful film, 
Um, it's as timely. I mean, you could have you could have had more perfect timing than this. And now you're Oscar qualified. So uh, and uh, and rightly so. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's well, very kind. I'm you're excited. very welcome. Well, for those that have seen the film, what has the reaction been? Well, oh, I can't believe this. I might, I might start cheering up a little bit. Um, they, they loved it, and I think people see that there is a lot of layers, and there is no judgment. Uh, it is a story, um, a human story of two people going through the same issue. Um, it's also topical. Um, I mean, 2024, we're going to have its election year and I'm sure abortion is going to be a topic of debate. Um, and, um, and people felt something and felt something about it. Yeah. Like the stories people connected and I was concerned because I didn't know how the American audience will connect with a story uh, like this, that, that, that it is happening somewhere else in the world, even, even if there is a connection, but it's still happening um, in the Middle East. So I don't know if they will connect uh, with the story, but they did. So, so far, uh, so good. Well, have you, have you had any feedback from the pro-life side or in, in the pro-choice side? Have you heard any feedback from either, either side of that? No, no, I, no. I mean, I haven't, the people who watch the film are people from the industry. Um, no activist or no NGOs has watched the film yet. Um, I don't know. I hope there won't be any backlash. <laughs> I don't know. I'm well, just trying. That's why we. That's why some films like yours become thought provoking because that's what they're supposed to do, uh, regardless of any uh, backlash. But for you, what do you want the audiences to take away from your film? So I want women to feel seen uh, because there is nothing more harder in life than going through pain alone. Um, I want them to feel seen. I want them to know that there, this is a collective um, uh, issue that we're going through and that, um, that they're seen, like they're, they're not alone. Like I'm, I'm, I hope that we can create, have a healthy de debate around let's try to bring a community and share stories. There's this wonderful thing that happened on set uh, while I was shooting and I really wanted to have a lot of girls and women on, on, in the crew and with actresses and, and the whole female crew, they start, when, they start talking about um, what, it, what it is to be a woman in a patriarchal society, in a Muslim society how they get harassed from the police or the, the harassment from men while they drive and the issues on abortions and they know friends of friends who got abortion and then their parents didn't talk to them but the, it, it they start sharing those stories and people and and other girls were listening and suddenly they felt like better 
and and just to share your own story with no judgment it makes you feel heard and you have there is empathy and warmth so it that's that's kind of what i want to do also like because when we go to a movie we do share or we see a movie it's collective i'm sorry my english is not that good no you're doing great i'm actually listening because you bring up a very good point because like i said this is i you have one side that wants to treat it as a political issue, but it's really an emotional issue. The political side of things, everyone yelling at the top of their lungs, wanting to be heard, is leaving out empathy. They're leaving out the emotional side. They're leaving out the emotional toll on making that decision. There's an emotional toll after the decision is made and even after the abortion i've i've talked to people talked to women who have gone through that there is an emotional side to what happens afterward mm -hmm. and it cannot be ignored and the the politics on this subject gets in the way of what a human being is is going to feel and because the political side there, I get, I get what both sides are trying to say, but both sides leave the human element out. Mm -hmm. Yes. Your film brings in the human element and it allows the audience to make their own decision. Like you said, at the end of the film, we don't know what decision the wife made. You know, we can pretty much decide what the single woman's decision was going to be. But the married one, we don't know that decision. And I think you ended this film perfectly. Thank you. So this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, regardless on what side of the aisle you are on the abortion issue, you need to realize that there are human beings involved. And mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the ones shouting at the top of their lungs on what's right or what's wrong. There's a human element here. And we need to take that into account and have empathy for those that are facing this decision. Mm -hmm. uh, for ladies and gentlemen, if you ever have the opportunity to see Zineb's film Interruption, I encourage you to see this amazing short film. I can understand why it is Oscar qualified and rightly so. Uh, Zaneb, I've got to ask you, what is next for you? Because I went to your website and I was very intrigued with the words, you reap what you sow. Is that a new project? You, pardon me, you what? You? Yeah, I, at, your, at your website, um, yeah. uh, there is... The words, you reap what you sow. Is that an upcoming project? Uh, no, no. I'm not sure who manages that website, but no. But what I'm doing, <laughs> I'm not sure. But what I'm doing right now, uh, what I have next is uh, to promote interruption. 
and also I'm writing um, a story uh, in the U.S. for my next future film. Ah, fantastic. Uh, any, uh, well, besides with the whole issue with the, um, the actor strike, um, are there, for you, were there acting uh, projects that you had to put on hold? Uh, not right now, no. Um, I'm actually looking for a new agent. That's my next step. Yes. Uh, ah, but there... <laughs> well, I know how that I know how that that world works. So, uh, uh, okay. but again, uh, I want to thank you so much uh, for sharing your powerful film interruption with us today. Much. I think I lost you. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, you're very, Thank very you. welcome. Uh, you're good. Uh, yeah, all good. We, we know how the virtual, the virtual feeds can work sometimes, but uh, all good. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, Zaneb Ukash's film, Interruption, is a beautiful film. Can be a very controversial subject, which is abortion. Uh, and to know that Roe versus Wade not only being... Um, known in America, but the rest of the world was watching. And, mm -hmm. uh, and we should also know too, and understand that in other parts of the world, uh, abortion has always been illegal, but Zineb brings forth a perspective that has not been really shown by anyone and her excellent, uh, ways of filmmaking has brought this film uh, forward. It's powerful. It's a must see and it is Oscar qualified. So we will find out here in the next few months uh, if she gains the Oscar nomination for the 2024 Academy Awards. But I will say, Zineb, uh, you have deserved uh, to be on that Oscar shortlist with this film. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're oh, you are. You're very, very welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for watching. I pray that you take something with you from this discussion with Zineb and her, again, very powerful, thought-provoking short film, Interruption. So for all of you, I want to thank you for watching and tuning in as well as listening. And as for me, I will see you next time.